0: This first Sunday of Lent, we are in Luke's gospel, and we are reading in chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Listen for the word of God. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned, home, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished, The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. And Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, to you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please." If you, then, will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. My friends, holy wisdom, holy words. Thanks Thanks be to God. Amen. 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 Let us pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, O God, our rock and redeemer. Amen. So we were in this place Wednesday night, beginning our Lenten journey. We received the ashes on our foreheads, that mark of humility. And we started our journey. And today we journey with Jesus into the wilderness. We are journeying as individuals. We are journeying as a community of faith. And I dare say we are journeying into the wilderness. Eh, We're already there as a denomination, actually. Are we not? That makes this season of Lent, I think, all the more a gift and a blessing to give us time to pray and to discern and also to remember who we are and whose we are. So let's take a look at this text and see what wisdom it can offer us as we find ourselves in this wilderness place. And I think that it's important to not just begin with this text but to Take a look at what wilderness meant to Israel. They had a strong and long wilderness tradition. We can go back to the book of Exodus and we see the Israelites who have been enslaved for hundreds of years and they are liberated by God. And where does God lead them? Into the wilderness. And they sojourn there for 40 years, for a long time. And what happens there in the wilderness is that they learn more about who they are and who they are called to be. They learn that God is with them in the wilderness. And also that they are utterly dependent on God for presence and for provision, because they're in the wilderness. But there's a flip side, I think, for Israel being in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place of anxiety, a place of worry, for we don't know what's gonna happen next. We don't know what calamity might befall us in the wilderness and I'm sure that this was part of Israel's concern as well too. What is going to happen to us here and what does the future look like? And this tradition of the wilderness, it goes all the way through the Hebrew scripture and Jesus of course would have been formed by this. So what would wilderness have been for Jesus, perhaps? It's interesting that he emerges from the waters of baptism and he hears the voice say, you are my beloved, my chosen one. And right after this, he is led into the wilderness by the Spirit. And Luke's gospel is the only gospel that says, and the Spirit was with him as he was in the wilderness. He's not alone. And this wilderness, it would have been a dangerous place, a rocky place. It would have offered hiding places for all kinds of critters and 'er ne'er-do-wells. But this is where Jesus is led. In Luke's gospel, we also have a number of references to Jesus withdrawing to a deserted place to pray. And I like to think that he would do this to try to remember the work that had done during his sojourn in the wilderness in the text we heard today to remember that God dwelled in him and he in God and to remember more deeply what his work is, what his mission is, who he is and what he must do. So the wilderness for Jesus could have been a touchstone, a place of solitude, a place of solace, as well. In some ways Jesus can redefine wilderness for us. So think about this. I don't think it's too smart to go in the wilderness without a plan, don't you? Things can happen, right? Not exactly in the wilderness unless we want to think of an urban wilderness, but I saw two coyotes this morning when I was driving here. I think that as humans, we want to have a plan. And some of us are better planners than others, but we want to hedge our bets at what might go wrong and how we can avoid things going wrong, or how we can avoid challenges, or how we can avoid dangerous situations. And what that tends to do is pull us away from our dependence on God. If we can handle things ourselves, well then, we can be independent folks, right? And handle things ourselves. Seems to me that that is part of the human condition is wanting to have a plan and also wanting to take shortcuts and I think that that is, I don't wanna say the basis for the devil's temptations of Jesus but it is part of it. It's what the devil is tempting Jesus to do is take the shortcuts to satisfy his own needs and his own desires but the wilderness is not a place for shortcuts. The wilderness for Jesus and for us is a place where we learn our identity as children of God and what it is that our work is. And that's what we find there. Now, in some ways, Jesus is a model for us as to how to handle a sojourn in the wilderness and also how to handle temptation. But I don't know about you, (laughs) but I can't trust myself to deal with temptation faithfully. Because then I'm relying on my own self. I think that the way we can deal with temptation and the way that we can navigate this sojourn in the wilderness is to take a look at our baptismal vows. When a baby or a young child is baptized, the parents answer on behalf of the child, or if we have a youth or an adult who is baptized, they answer these questions. Do you reject the spiritual forces of wickedness? That's heavy stuff, my friends. Will you resist evil and oppression and injustice in whatever forms they present themselves? And then to me, here's the turnkey. Do you place your entire trust in Jesus grace that my friends is our way in to dealing with temptation because when we place our trust in Jesus grace there's a self-emptying that happens our agendas our plans our ways of providing for our own selves fall by the wayside, because then we are utterly dependent. And that is how we can deal with temptation. That is how we can enter the wilderness and dwell there and learn who we are, is by emptying ourselves of our own agendas, And let God's agenda come to the fore. And the promise is. And the promise has always been. And it will always be. Is that the spirit is with us. That we are not alone. And that the spirit will sojourn with us in the wilderness. So that we can come out on the other side. A resurrected people living an abundant life. The Spirit is with us always. Amen.